0: A young man walked into his workplace. And as soon as he walked in, his boss stormed up to him. An angry expression on her face. And she said, you missed work yesterday, didn't you? And the young man calmly replied, no, not particularly. (laughs) Today's two particular parables from Mark are so short that you might have missed their main subject. The Kingdom of God. How many of you have heard that phrase before? Raise your hand. The Kingdom of God. All throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, he's constantly talking about the Kingdom. And while our two particular parables for today come from Mark 4, Jesus begins his whole ministry in Mark 1. And he makes this announcement. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. To be a Christian is to be a part of this kingdom. To be a Christian is to work for the advancement of this kingdom. To be a Christian is to acknowledge the king of this kingdom. No, not Elvis, Thank you very much. (laughs) But Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, to quote that original rock and roll hit, The Messiah, written by that hip cat, George Freddy Baby Handel. I don't know if you know that, but that's what people call Handel's. His friends called him Freddy Baby. If you believe that, I have some other names for Mozart and some others that I can tell you after the service. But what exactly is the kingdom of God? I want you to answer that question for yourself, silently in your mind. I want you to think about that just for a moment. What is the kingdom of God? Hmm. Now, unfortunately, for all of you who are here, I am a mind reader. And I know that some of you were not really thinking about the question. I know that some of you were sort of stuck. Like, you're like, well, I think I sort of know, but I'm not exactly sure. And at least one of you, and I'm not going to mention any names, was thinking about what you're going to eat later on today. David Roberts. (laughs) But one pastor answered the question this way. The kingdom of God is where God's will is done. The kingdom of God is where God's will is done. Let's loudly say that together. The kingdom of God is where God's will is done. Kingdom living. Kingdom living. Very good. Now, it is hard to define the kingdom specifically because Jesus talks about it in so many different ways. But one way you can think about it is that the kingdom of God is the plan that God is working throughout history to fulfill His will and to show the fullness of His love to the world? So chew on that, think about that, ponder that, just to make sure you think about it a little bit. In the rewind, you can join me in the rewind if you want. You can think of the kingdom of God as being that mysterious plan that God is working throughout history to fully accomplish His will and to fully reveal His love to the world. To be a Christian is to be a part of this kingdom. To be a a Christian is to work for the advancement of this kingdom. To be a Christian is to acknowledge the king of this kingdom. And in our two particular parables for today, King Jesus compares the kingdom to the planting of seeds. Planting of seeds. And here's exactly what Jesus says. Just quick little highlights. In Mark 4, verse 26, Jesus says this. The kingdom of God, as, as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep, and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. In the second parable, Jesus speaks, Mark 4.30. With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? What is a parable? A parable is a story told to communicate a spiritual truth. A parable is a story told to communicate a spiritual truth. With what we compare the kingdom of God, it is like a mustard seed. Question for you, are seeds generally small? Yeah, generally speaking, they're small. They're often tiny, in fact. Insignificant looking. And even you put them in the ground and nothing seems to happen at first. It seems like a total waste of time. But, with reasonable soil, with a little sunshine light, and a little rain, a little sprout will come up from the earth. <clears throat> wow. Say wow. wow. But under the right conditions, that little sprout can become a shrub. It can become a stalk of corn. It can become a maple tree. It can even become a giant California redwood reaching up to 275 feet. of God, Jesus says, is like that. okay, some some questions. Is it possible for a person to cultivate a potted plant? Yes, maybe not you, but it's possible for a person to cultivate a potted plant. What about a garden? Of course. Is it possible for someone to cultivate a field of corn? Yes, just drive around outside of town and you will find your answer there. Is it possible for you to control everything related to the planting, cultivating, and harvesting of seeds? No, not everything. There's weather you didn't expect. There's pests, those yummy locusts that fly in and eat things. There's a host of other factors that you have no control over. Zilch. And so the best you can do as a faithful steward of what you have and of your life is to prepare for seasons of abundance and for seasons of scarcity. This is faithful kingdom living. This is faithful discipleship. This is life, folks. If you've noticed this pattern in life, uh, say amen. But the kicker with the kingdom is that God's love, God's will, will often... Prevail despite your worst failures and mine. And God's love and God's will will often prevail, even in far greater abundance, to your best successes and mine. That's good news. To be a faithful disciple, a faithful kingdom worker, is to be about planting, cultivating, tilling, and harvesting seeds. Particular kinds of seeds. Let's see, I need to check the scripture here. Seeds of faith, hope, and love. To quote St. Paul from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 13. You win the prize. See me after the service. But being a faithful kingdom worker, the Christian life is about cultivating and planting these seeds of faith, hope, and love. A married couple decided that they needed to do an activity together to strengthen their marriage. And so they chose duck hunting. And they noticed that duck hunters seemed to have hunting dogs. So they looked at various expensive hunting dogs and buy the dog they did. And they got all the equipment, they got all the stuff that you needed... The, the gear, all of that, and they went out. But something wasn't working because they spent all day and they didn't catch anything. They didn't get one duck. And so the husband said, I don't understand, honey. Uh, we've been out all morning, we've been out all afternoon, we haven't gotten one duck. And the wife said, Well, maybe if we. Throw the dog up a little higher, next time he'll catch a duck. Throw the dog up a little higher? Yes. Sometimes in life, you don't need to throw the dog up a little higher. Sometimes in life, you don't need to shoot for the stars. Sometimes in life, you don't need to try to do something big. Often in life, you don't need your face on the cover of a magazine or trending on social media. More often than not, this is a secret of the kingdom of God. Get ready to hear the secret. More often than not, God is inviting you to reach a little lower in your life. To reach a little closer to home. To tend to that vineyard of the Lord in which you live. The potted plant of your life. The garden of your family the field of your community. As Mother Teresa of Calcutta famously said, we can do no great things, only small things, with great love. We can do no great things, only small things, with great love. Let's say that loudly together. We can do no great things, Only small things with great love. Folks, that's the mindset of the faithful Christian, the faithful kingdom worker, the faithful disciple. Small things with great love. Small things with great love for your significant other. Small things with great love for your children and your grandchildren. Small things with great love for your friends. Small things with great love for your clients, your customers, your patients, your students, the people you volunteer with, whatever. Small things with great love and how you respond to injustice and hatred and division. With God's help, by the power of the Spirit, be used by God to cultivate, to plant and harvest those seeds, those seeds of faith, hope, and love. That's what it's all about. Folks, yeah, being here in worship, that is important. But it's all out there as you really live your faith in the day in, the day out, the highs and the lows, the good days, the awful days. Plants those seeds of faith, hope, and love. And very often, that kind of faithful kingdom work doesn't involve a whole lot of words. It just involves, with God's help, faithfully showing up, making the meal. For your neighbor who just had that surgery. Mowing the lawn for your family. Listening to your coworker or somebody else, listening to their problems. Turning off the screens in your life and going outside to behold the world and all its beauty. Dragging yourself to worship, even when you don't feel like it or it's inconvenient. Small things with great love. And often to do small things with great love, you have to ignore your feelings in the moment, your feelings of frustration or whatever the case is, and with God's help choose to say the loving thing, to do the loving thing anyway. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of love, Christ-like love. To be a Christian is to be a part of this kingdom. To be a Christian is to work for the advancement of this kingdom. To be a Christian is to acknowledge the King of this kingdom. So, reach a little lower in your life, reach a little closer to home. Bloom where you are planted, do small things. With great love. Amen.